All right, welcome to Craft Apparel. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here, discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... <laughs> That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft Apuro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. <laughs> so that was funny. So you guys aren't going to hear any of it. It's actually a little hilarious. The whole first like eight minutes of the podcast, I thought we were recording. I never hit record. And then I was like, oh, we'll be right back because the Russian smoke alarm started going off because he was cooking some stuff in the little thingy over there. Yeah, but it wasn't because of us. And I go to hit pause and it started recording. I went, oh shit, <laughs> I never recorded it. It's funny how things happen. But anyway, so man, cool. welcome to another podcast at the Kremlin. Yeah, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We have the Viking. Of course, the two regulars and no. Spotlight is on the Mad Russian and he's been so gracious to invite us in and host this afternoon. The hostess. The hostess with the mostest in yeah, the yeah. new soiree. In the Kremlin 2021. <laughs> the who to know the Kremlin get a makeover. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the house. Um, so we're doing a Tatuahe episode today. I'm gonna go through this again. So the Mad Russian and myself are smoking. I wanna shout out Jimmy at Grand Crew for hooking these up for us. This is the Tatuahe Reserva Selection de Cazadores. Uno A, so this is the A from 2016. These guys are old, vintage, and I feel like I'm in Harry Potter. God in adios. Yeah, it's like a wine. <laughs> um, and then the Bourbon Cowboy's been after a smashed pumpkin from Tatuaje for so long. Haven't been able to find him, haven't been able to get to a Pete Johnson event where he's got the three packs there. So I did one better. I was able to locate the 2018 number four Bellicoso from Saints and Sinners, which is the Smash Pumpkin blend in the Bellicoso size. So I don't know if it's better. It's a little rare, but it's the closest thing to the pumpkin we can get, you know? Well, so we're already into it and it yeah. is pretty, pretty delish. So, Mad Russian, thanks for the invite, dude. Thanks for hosting. Yeah. Tell us about your swanky place here. <laughs> I guess, as I, as I said before, the, no, the part that no one's going to hear is, uh, you know, this is it. This is uh, this house was built in 1907. Uh, I've now heard from from, from neighbors because some of these people have, have been here a really long time. Guy across the street uh, grew up on, on this street in the, in the 60s. We moved away to Kansas City, came back and bought the house across the street, three doors down. His sister bought a house. Next to that, his mom owns the house, <laughs> and uh, so they they said that um, originally the, the, the this he, he thinks this 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 this, this building was was a, was an inn, um, and and the the the, the uh, plot of land on the side that I unfortunately don't own, I wanted to buy it, but somebody got it as soon as I bought this house, uh, is where the stable used to be. So, uh, but this doesn't resemble at all what it used to look like because the guy who, Jim, who you guys would meet eventually, uh, he lived here and kind of lovingly restored it over the 14 years that he, that he, that he lived here. He, 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 he gutted it and transformed it and 
know, so he, he preserved all the the cool antique features that you'd, that you'd, that you'd want. You know, the, the French doors, the pocket doors. And then yeah. you know, added things like a modern kitchen, so. Yeah, and he hung he hung like the the, the kind of castle vintage barn door upstairs by the yeah. bathroom, which is pretty He's dope. He's the one who applied the, the stucco on, on on the brick outside to make it to give it that 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 look. Which you probably ought to do <clears throat> is check out some local historians, and maybe is this Vanita Park here? This. Yeah. Maybe even go down there, and you might be able to find some old photos of. Oh, and get it. Could you make it a historical building at that point? Or when you change it, can you not you, make you it may historical? Be able to do it. Well, I, I don't know. That's a good. You know, that's a really interesting question. Well, there's a lot of those in St. Louis. St. Louis is one of those old cities, right? Like you have like Boston, New York, and even Miami's got some where like there's buildings that have been there for hundreds of years. And they've just changed shit through the years, you know? Well, I think it has to be there a century. Maybe they call them century houses or whatever, but I would go down and see if you can find some vintage That'd be cool, like original aerial plots or something, or like some 40, 1940s aerial pictures that, that of it. Really That'd cool. be pretty cool. So he told me that, the, um, that originally whoever owned this building also owned all the land here. These other houses were built later, like 40s and 50s. So... Um, that's why nothing, nothing around here looks at all remotely like this. I hear you. Right on. Well, so what are we drinking on, guys? Oh, I forgot again. Already, yeah. yeah, I got a review. So we're doing. Um, went down in the Cowboy Vault and got us a Maker's Mark 2021 Limited Release FAE-01, which is 110 point. I want to say six. And um, we've had this before, but we brought it back out today. And it's got, you know, like some fruity, leathery wood notes in it. At least that's what the bottle says, but we'll right. get into it and see what we say. And um, I mean, these limited releases in the stave collection, you know, where they do the different staves in here have always been pretty dang good. It's hard and one, to go and wrong. one thing we said about it when we weren't recording was we can compare the stave collection to like Four Roses layout. Yeah. Their, their lettered coating thing, right? How all the single barrel stuff says like FGLK or, yeah. or, or whatever. Absolutely. You know? Uh, well, why don't we cheers this? Yeah. Mark, thank you so much, buddy. Glad to be here with you, bro. Yeah, glad, glad you guys came. Let's see. Definitely fruity. For sure. Yeah. It's a, like a, a hot fruit, for sure. It's just so amazing to me with, now we've talked about how like barrel picks, I know this isn't a barrel pick, but a barrel pick against like the flagship product is just always better, right? One, because it is a single barrel. Two, it's not blended to get a specific taste. I don't know what it is about Maker's Mark, but everything other than Maker's Mark tastes good. Like, I do not like Maker's Mark. Like the original. Original Maker's, Maker's Mark. Mark, right? But 46 isn't bad. That 101 stole the show that one episode over yeah. at the German's house. And then, like, these stave collections are fantastic. Well, I think because 10 years ago when I had, well, actually 20, when I finally had Maker's Mark, a buddy of mine liked it. And, I mean, I was like, man, that's like rut guy. I mean, that's is that the shit that the Cowboys were drinking back in the day? Because I'm like, holy crap. 
there wasn't nothing smooth about it it was harsh but so that's what i've always had in my hand uh, head about maker's mark and um but then this private select with the the different stave collection and then this private uh what do they call this private Private release. limited release a little different but still really unique flavors but what i notice about this is is when you when you drink it and i do a little chew throw it up against the top of my mouth and whatever and maybe even a little retro hail on it it it, it, it kind of stays in your mouth you know how a lot of them kind of like pop in your mouth and then they're already working your yeah this one kind of coats it coats a little bit it kind of stays in there and uh you know circles around the campfire and a lot going on but there's definitely some fruity flavors uh, of course we already talked about leather and wood I, I i i taste the wood in there as well i don't this leather taste i'm not always sure how you figure that out but leather is interesting to me leather I used to remember I used to joke with people all the time, I'm like, oh, I taste leather. I'm like, what'd you do? Lick your wallet? Do you know what leather tastes like? <laughs> when you get a new belt and just, ah. Or a baby wipe. I mean. Right. I mean, <coughs> but uh, leather for me is more of a retro thing. Like you can, sm you smell the taste. You know what I mean? Like you can retro whiskey and be like, okay, that smells like fresh leather. When you remember like first time you put a new pair of boots on, it's just got that rubbed leather smell. That's what I reflect. It's more nasally for me. It's not a but, taste but, thing. But this even has a texture of leather on the, on, on, on the outside. It's, it's it's more. It's kind of an oily wrapper. Oh, I see. Look at this motherfucker <laughs> talking some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true when you think about it. And, and yes, this looks weird. It's not my belly button. It's my belt. Yeah, I got two. It uh, actually does. <laughs> yeah, you guys are talking about where you got the same cigar. I got one a little different. This one's kind of funny because I get used to the ash staying tight. And it's this old. one, this one's a little loosey-goosey, so I got to keep it a little closer. Otherwise, I'll be like, you guys got one of those little sucker uppers? Yes, I do. Of course I do. I invested in, 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 in Ryobi everything. What do you think this is? Yeah, I got one. Ryobi. <laughs> yeah, because those, those interchange... Is that the robot? No, no, no. Oh. Like that fan down there, you know, that the, you can pop the batteries out and switch them to different things. Oh, uh, one battery, 127 tool. Exactly. There you go. I'm a Ryobi nut, man. I go, I got everything green from Ryobi. Oh, I'm a black and black From guy. lawnmower to everything. And it's done me right. I, I was stuck with them when they all were blue. And now I'm sticking with them when they're green and they're fantastic. And I take them down to the farm. They're great. And even my buddies are saying, hey, dude, I, I'm hooked on your green Ryobi. Need to get shit. one of those Ryobi golf carts. It's not here yet, but we should make one. <laughs> Just make one. Just plug six, seven batteries into it. Very true. Um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think of the Maker's Mark, dude? Uh, you know, you said fruits, but and this is kind of funny that you went on with leather on the cigar. I was I was going to say, you remember they, they used to have? I don't know if they still make it. They used to call it fruit leather. It's like it's 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 almost like like a fruit roll, but basically they I don't know how they they I think they. Uh, they take the, the fruit down to a pulp. They, yeah. They, they, they press it's the, the joke on the new LCA paper. cigar. Oh. Fruit leather. Well, well, you yeah, smoked it. I, I was about ready to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, because 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 it's a little. It's, it's hard, hard to explain. Um, I th actually, this this maker's mark would be a good pair of that cigar. 
because because the, it, it's it's different than 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 than, than, than fresh fruit. The the, the sugar is a little more concentrated, and um, there's even. So it's more like a fruit roll up. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I like a fruit roll-up, man. I like the roll-up kind, though, not that stupid sheet shit that you can yeah. get, you know what I'm talking but, about? But I'm not talking about, like, the... the, the I like the, fruit yeah, by the foot. I, fruit by the foot. That's what it was. Fling it out like that. We're a Starburst family. We all like Starburst. <laughs> but when I have a Starburst, I have one. My kids, oh. if they give me a Christmas bag of Starburst, they last me a year. Uh, they'll have half that bag gone in about a half an hour. That's like, I am a Twizzler guy. Uh, like, I love fucking strawberry Twizzlers, okay? And I'll see people I'm get that family-sized bag, they'll unzip it and eat one and zip it back up. I'm like, bro, that thing opens, it's over. I'm yeah. going to sit here all like tum-tum. But Janine, they've got these <laughs> new... Um, these new, uh, and I'm opening this thing, damn it, hold on. The new, uh. It's a weed pen. The new Starburst are like this now. Oh. I got bags of them like this, and I tried them for the first time. That's a piece of candy. And they were not bad. I'm saying they, they're about this size and look no, that's like this. A, um, they look like the old two sweets <laughs> from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They're about this size. Anyway. Um, they're pretty good. It was a little different, and, and I thought they were pretty good. But again, I had one. Yeah, yeah, candy, candy. Like, I'm not a huge chocolate guy, right? Like, I don't know what a chocolate's not really my thing, but I, unless it's an Andes. But I like something sweet. Like, I have a bag yeah. of chocolate raisins, and they'll ask me, okay. like... Raisinets aren't chocolate. Raisinets are a gift from God, okay? So let's make sure that's fucking... Let's but make sure I'm we saying, get that right. <laughs> like we had... Um, the other night I got like, um, you know, uh, a half order of special fried rice, a little shrimp, blah, blah, blah. You like fried rice? Special fried rice? Fried rice, aye, aye. no, man. Let me okay. Okay, you come around. You come pay. <laughs> and I got a little soup. But then after that, man, you just got like an abundance of salt. I got to have something like to temper that at the end. Oh, that's true. With that's just true. like a little piece of a, like a little chocolate covered raisin or something to kind of set the palate right again. Well, I guess that's why like, you know how when you'll go to dinner and they always leave you a mint? I never eat the mint. Oh, unless I'm at hibachi. Because it's not like I'm worried What's about my What's your favorite bread. mint? What do you mean? Peppermint. Are we talking mint type? No, I'm saying for the candy after dinner, uh, mints, Olive Garden, that little chocolate no, with the green that fucking slice through there. No. Uh, Legit lifesavers, white men. Oh, I, I've had those. Those are good. They got the racing on them, man. I, I, they I, I last. Know what you're the last time I, I saw those was um, when, when 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 I was it was it was in the 80s because as a, a my parents used to we, you know we 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 we'd go somewhere and stay in a hotel. And those were on the pillow. And my my sister and I used to fight over them. And, and then and then I you know I just I decided I I, I don't like mint. You know, First of all, would a mint last people... on your pillow in this house? No. Would a mint last at my house on the pillow? No. Because guess what? <laughs> the fucking dogs would eat the wrapper and everything. Here's, here's my thing. You know how like you always told it everywhere to never take candy from a stranger. What's the difference from walking into your hotel room and there's fucking mint on your pillow? <laughs> What's the difference? I know. Some little weirdo decides he's gonna poison everybody in the hotel and give you a mint and put it on your Bible. Here you go. <laughs> he's checking every box for you. You can pray your way out and die with your mint. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Oh, that's well, a I, rabbit hole. I, I just thought, okay, yeah. But yeah. fine, let's, well, let's follow that for a little bit. Um, 
There was, there was, there. Was, so you know, Colorado Springs has, has, you know, the Olympic ties there. The Olympic Training Center. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember what year. Maybe. Isn't that where the dude went to jail for raping all those girls? I don't, Is that I don't Colorado? Know. I don't know, but I mean, they just, they just now, like, like two months ago, opened uh, uh, the uh, an Olympic Museum in, in Colorado Springs. But anyway, in, I think I think it was like '88. That Colorado Springs hosted um, like this uh, Olympic uh, cycling competition, so they did they did a, a road part of it that was uh, you know on, on, on gravel that went from Garden of the Gods and stuff, and then, and then they did the part in the the velodrome, you know, where it's like the slope walls and stuff. So leading up to that, the Soviet team before the fall of the Soviet Union, they they contacted my dad because they wanted. They, they wanted him to be an interpreter for the team, and he was like, no, no. He's like, I, I don't have time for that. He's like, it, 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 that, I'm not gonna, that, mean, that means taking all, 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 all these guys shopping for jeans, because that's all, that's all Russians want is American jeans. He's like, I'm, I'm not spending my nights in Kmart. They wanted straight the jumpsuit for the jeans? <laughs> huh? Well, so, so like, he, he, he refused. And then they, the team shows up there for... From, from Moscow and there and 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 they he gets a call from his hotel clerk they're trying to check in a hotel and these guys can't speak English well enough to even communicate with the with the hotel clerk so then my dad relented and decides that he's going to do it so he agrees to be their interpreter for, the, for this this whole time and what this has to do with the mints is I'm skipping ahead there's, there's a lot of really fun stories with that but but there was a we, we went we, we, we went out to dinner like the first time with with, with the team and they couldn't believe that you, you get free mints and, and and free matchbooks, like the, the American restaurants were doing that. So like these guys, like they would they would they would take the, they, they they took the entire fucking bowl and, and dumped it in their pants. I mean and they're like they're I mean and then they're like filling their pockets with it. And then the, the the hostess thought thought it was so funny. She kept refilling it and then like so these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I, w I went to a Mexican restaurant the other night and they have these big like you know how you have the glass containers where you keep cookies and shit in. Oh, well, yeah. there was like three of them. They had gums and some different assortment of candies. But after I got done with my Mexican dinner, I'm walking out with my boy and our family. And I was like, I reached in a couple and grabbed some and threw them in the mouth. And I'm headed out to my car and I'm chewing on them. And I spit them out and I'm like, holy hell, was that disgusting. And they're all laughing. And I'm like, well, what are you guys laughing about? He goes, well, I think those were $25 a piece or 25 cents a piece. You were supposed to pay for those. And I'm like, I didn't see any price. I thought those were after dinner mints or some shit. And you're telling me those were 25 cents a piece? That's I'm like, rude. <laughs> It's like when you order Chinese now they I'll charge get them you for next the time on that fortune cookie. Is that really? Yeah, those are fairly good though. Fortune cookie, I love fortune because cookies. they're they're mellow. They're not over sweet. They're I think it's a great. good cookie. I don't give a yeah. shit about the printed thing inside. I just want the damn cookie. <laughs> so at some point, I, I think we talked about this before. At some point, we should go. There's a there's 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 this huge Asian grocery store in Manchester, not that far from where you live. And inside this 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 grocery store is, is a Chinese restaurant, and like so, like St. Louis for a while used to publish this list, and it's a weird recognition. Well, isn't it, isn't down there like the little St. Louis Chinatown? I don't know. Well, but, I'm telling you they, where he lives, they, just a block they, over. Well, yeah, there's lots of yeah, but but this but this place, like 
it, you know, so St. Lucia's I used to have this list of like least romantic places to take a date. <laughs> and like um, Hodak's used to be like number one on the list for what Hodak's because they're like oh yeah oh yeah take your date up for fried chicken and and, 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 and spend an hour on, on a ramp waiting to sit down well but but so this place though I, I mean I I think this belongs to that list but, but their food is is, is is fucking fantastic and you know you, people may, may, may bump by your table with pushing shopping carts because you're eating right there in the <laughs> shopping area but, but the food is great like that the the uh, I, I ordered I ordered um, pork fried rice and, 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 and half a duck it was awesome. oh, I said have a duck <laughs> pork fried rice half duck <laughs> Number seven, twenty two fifty. You pay now. <laughs> we are not culturally appropriating. It's funny. You do Twice. that pretty good. I would. It would be like some weird. Comedy. I've done it. I've done it once sitting in there. Cause, and see, and this is what's really funny. So I'm very picky about my sushi restaurants because there's something really funny about me when I walk into a sushi restaurant and the individual taking your order is of Asian descent, right? They slide that curtain back. There's a bunch of sixteen-year-old white kids rolling sushi. <laughs> Right? So, and there used to be one out there in Arnold's, like Jay's Sushi or something. And the one waitress we knew her pretty well, and it was Han, right? And she would get the order, and her and I started messing around. She would walk to the counter and yell, like, oh, that's what you're wrong. I'd be like, oh, that's what you're wrong. You white boys, you make sushi wrong now, okay? <laughs> and like, at one point, the kids like, look at her, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you make sushi wrong. Go. She would laugh, like everybody would laugh. They got shut down for serving minors, but you know, whatever, it's cool. It was a good spot. Um, all right, back to this. How the cigars burning, boys? How are we thinking? Well, I definitely do not think that this is a good pairing. Because um, this, uh, the uh, Maker's Mark is a spice bomb. And this, there's some definite flavors, so they're fighting each other. So this is probably not a very good pairing for this cigar. But there's a lot of flavors going on this, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, this one, uh, you got to keep a hold of the ash and kind of watch it. Um, it's a little ashy, but I mean, we don't know. I don't know how full this is. Do you by chance? So it was Four released at 18. Okay, so. so that means it's odds are it's probably two to three years before that released 18. So you're somewhere between five and six years. Yeah, like these guys, these guys were released in 16. Wow. You know what I mean? So that's five there. Who knows before that? But, but isn't it amazing to, I, I just think, and I had an argument, well, it wasn't actually an argument, but I'm like wine over bourbon. I'm like, you know, listen, do I like wine? Yes. Um, and I know you do too, but you open a bottle of wine and me and you have two glasses and it is gone forever. Well, Mark, Mark, the bourbon, you can share it, you know, have a couple pours and then share it like for years. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that a few times and like, like the Russian can dive into it too. Cause he got like Janine got into it real and we were talking because yeah. him and Janine, the same class stuff, right? Whatever with wine. And, uh, we talked, that's the number one thing, right? The other thing is even if, so we open a bottle of wine, we're like, hey, we're gonna have a half glass each, you know, whatever. When you cork it back or you decant it and seal it, you got a couple days, man, like a couple yeah. of days. How many times have we sat down to do, a, to do a podcast and like we've come over here, been your place, my place, we've been out, we brought something with us and it's a bottle we've had before, but you're trying to remember when and it's like, oh, we opened that like, I don't know, December of 18. 
yeah. then you pour it and it, you can still drink it. It's still there. It can still happen. Well, I said that to the, the guy and he says, yeah, true. But the wine, it's good. <laughs> well, that's I, I heard some he goes, of the yeah, guys, it's good. One of the guys was talking last night and he goes, you know, if you bought, he said something like a Chateau de whatever Pinot Noir and you let it sit for 35 years, man, it's amazing. I went 35 years. He goes, well, Mark, you, you drink those old whiskeys and you guys keep those. I'm like, yeah, because it's 35 years old when I bought it. <laughs> You're telling me I buy a bottle right now. When I'm 66, I get to open it? I'm like, by yeah. then, my hands will be fucking shaking. I'm going to push the cork into the bottle and throw the fucking thing away anyway. So, I, my kids, I buy them a bottle of wine at 30, and they're just getting around to popping it when they're 65. Uh... Well, in in in, in Russia, you know they you. had a nice wine cellar when they were thirty. <laughs> right, right. Everyone had room to hide shit. Uh, the Russian, I'll tell you, the issue with wine too is like, you don't store it right. And if you don't, uh, what is that gassing called that you have to do to wine when you store it for years? Riddle, yeah, but don't you have to gas it too? You pump that air into it. Basically, well, I think the the air is. Like when we open bourbon, we talk about letting the air get Oxidizing to Oxidizing and all that, yeah. It, it kind of opens up the flavors. It, and with them, the flavors I think are already in the bottle. Now, I'm not a wine guy, so I'm, I could be speaking out of turn. But they like pump that out and, and get it back to hold its ah, flavor, is what I think. Am I wrong, Mark, or? Is that, is that a... Uh, 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 and they, and they do it better now now that they have um, the uh, what's it called? It's it, it's it's a, those uh, it's it's a device that allows you to extract the wine through a, a syringe essentially. Oh, it's called a uh, Corbin. Yeah, those are awesome. That actually. It, That's pretty cool. That device is cool for wine. So it's literally a hundred gauge needle. I mean, a, the needle is probably a third the size of this microphone line the cord line you put it on it's got a co2 cartridge in it you push the needle through the cork push the button the co2 fires up pulls the wine up into a cartridge and it pours out a glass of wine yeah. and then you pull it back out and because the needle is so thin the cork actually swells shut so it never nothing ever gets into it Remember when I just said there's a lot of flavors in here? It's kind of a spice bomb, but uh, so is the maker's mark. And then our host has just handed us jalapenos wrapped in bacon. So <laughs> it's a man street. Cheers, buddy. Thank you again for all this, man. man this Thank is you. like a whole spice bomb going down this afternoon. Yeah, and thanks to uh, for the uh, smash pumpkin. This number four, yeah, man. dude. I'm excited. Russell, how are you enjoying the A, man? Oh, this is awesome. I mean, so I, I, was say, I was saying something. I want to feel the same way. I know this is kind of silly. And I want you to try this without thinking about it, okay? With an A, right? So, and I'm going to say this is probably true about any cigar over eight, nine inches, okay? You're talking a long-ass cigar. Uh, the RC223 from Tatuaje, right. right? That big guy. Compared to a Robusto, Bellicoso, even a Lancero, the time it takes the smoke to hit your palate. Like it's actually traveling through there. Like my, I know this is super nerdy and stupid. My draw lengths are different. 
right? Where normally I can pull, pull, let the smoke out, retro a little bit and chill for a minute. This one, it's like pull, pull, let the smoke out, chill for It slows it down a little bit. But it's kind of cool because even in this ring gauge, you're getting, you're getting more wrapper flavor, but you still get all that bang for the buck, that, that super Nicaraguan pepper and, or I say earth, right? Take it for what you want. Call it nuttiness, soil, dirt, whatever. All still burning through there. And it's good. But with this age, I gotta touch it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm, pr I'm pretty certain this cigar is at its point. Like if this thing sat another year, I don't think it'd have anything left in it. No, well, I haven't had to relight it, but there are some times when I felt like I, I was gonna have to. And and one of the reasons is exactly what you're talking about. Like when I got up to, to go get stuff out of the kitchen between the time of leaving and coming back, it, 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 it took some time before I before I, I got anything out of it. And it turned out I didn't actually have to relight it, it just yeah, you're just holding up good. And then they're burning great, all, all of them. And they're all within five, five to six years old. So, you know, holding it just shows Pepin's tobacco, man. I mean, you can't argue it. And I have that. Uh, <laughs> so something really funny, like, you know cigars the way you know cigars, right? You know cigars the way you know cigars. I know, I know cigars in the, in the, you know, like technical terms and shit like that, right? And everything like that. I was having this conversation with a couple guys the other day, and I smoked a 45th Little Hammer from Padron, okay? Cost about the same as an Exclusivo, right? It's just a more difficult Padron to acquire, right? So I pull it out, and everyone's like, man, is that really worth that price? And I went, so the cigar you're smoking is $12, okay? The cigar I'm smoking is $18, it's $6, right? The difference here is all the tobaccos in this cigar are an average of seven years old. Whereas the one you're smoking, still fantastic tobacco, is an average of four, three and a half to four. They go, wow, so like the age on the tobacco really changes? And I went, I referenced it this way, I went, okay, age on something, right? And I joked, I was like, age on a woman, right? And I was like, now the way you answer this question is gonna show your preference. They were like, yeah, the young ones are cute. I was like, yeah, but the old ones are gorgeous and experienced, right? <laughs> right. And then I said, how about cars, right? Yeah, a 2022 Tesla looks super fucking cool, right? Or a 2022 Corvette looks like a 1999 Ferrari, okay? Or you go back and get that 71 Chevelle, and with that age and that experience, that car runs amazing, right? And they kind of hopped on it. So I'm curious, when, when you think about cigars and the age, and forget price, because you guys are involved, you understand everything like that, but when but I mean, you, you actually gotta dive throw in, price out of it a little bit, because it's just like the same way about bourbons. I mean, like we, we talk, we always come back to that white label Heaven Hill six year. You know, at some point you were buying that piece. for 10, 12 bucks a bottle. How would you have liked to, of all the cigars that we know now, go back into a humidor 10 years ago Dude, and I'm, seeing the pricing and what was available then? I can tell and you. You're like, I like, I 100% I agree. Like, I mean, I remember, I remember the most expensive cigar in a humidor running around 16 bucks. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying that 
yes, tobacco has gotten better, right? Cultivating and providing it and growing it. Like people have gotten smarter. There's there's like degrees and shit involved in it now. People like Luciano's status in his mind where he can tell you the strain development and what happened to grow that seedling. That kind of stuff is happening now as well too, right? But think about 2005 cigar industry, okay? The only things that were coming out were mild two to three year old tobaccos that were on the exceptional palate of the, the ritzy kind of community, right? That was still the idea of the cigar smoker, was a celebrity or um, someone in, in, in prominence or someone that had a standard, you know, that's who smoked, right? Companies weren't entirely too worried about letting tobacco sit longer, ferment longer, Maduro longer, and then producing a cigar. Well, once the boom exploded in the early 90s and bled in and more companies started coming in and, you know, CAO in 99 releases the Cameroon, right? Holy shit, you did something different. Um, Carlito Fuente releases the Opus X, right? The first ever broadleaf wrapped cigar. Well, suddenly all these things change. Well, in order to get those differences and to grow from there, you have to let tobacco age. You have to. And that's why prices went up. And much like anything in, in during time, right? inflation prices are go going to go up you know it's like you all you always look at like i like to watch that is it the meekum car auction meekum yes. and you'll see a story about a guy that's selling and i'm gonna use that 71 chevelle because if i ever had a sports car it's a car i want right um he's talking about when he bought this car he bought it for thirty two hundred dollars and his parents told him if he ever got a scratch on it or ran it into the dirt whether they were alive or dead his his um uh inheritance would dry up right they were messing with him turns around and sells this car that's got less than a thousand miles on for a million dollars you know what i mean like that's from 3200 to that what is that through thirty thousand percent like that's insanity and that happens that's how that growth comes in bring it back into bourbon i'm not a pappy fan we all know that right i've been very vocal about that you hear guys you've talked about seeing them you've probably seen them in 2008 9 you know 23 year pappy was the bottle on the shelf at captain z's towards the back end next to 1792 for 89 120 dollars you well, know what i mean i remember the day was I, 50 bucks dude, on the you couldn't sell them i remember johnny walker blue label in 2009 being the allocated bottle in liquor stores at 244 dollars i know we had one yeah you know what i mean like you know and I, rem I remember kind of being let down that was the first when i started you know keeping them and looking for them and trying to get things that's when i realized i hated blended scotch because i was still buying 12 year I, at, at that point before the big boom happened on 18 year mccallan 18 year mccallan used to be like 109 dollars right you drank that then you drank johnny walker blue label and you were like <laughs> It was like getting something through cardboard. You know, it's funny you say that because the, the, the old guys, the, the, the executives in my career field, I, I can tell that, that they've been around a long time when they, they, they reference that as like the, the holy grail of, 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 of... Dude, it was... I rem you, you So much as if you go back to like 2014, 13, 12, like 10 to 14... Cigar Aficionado Magazine, Whiskey Advocate, you know the number one advertised bottle? Johnny Walker Blue Label. When they still had the golden key that hung off the walking Johnny, 
It came in a big velvet blue. It doesn't even come in the same case anymore. <laughs> it came in this velvet, almost like a Don Julio case. It opened out blue velvet, had, had the Johnny Walker story in there, and here was this bottle. And then the first time I had it, I was like, ah, <laughs> I, I, I did like the, that variation that had the, the ghost ship on the on the box. The platinum? Uh, you remember it was Are you talking the, about Cuddy Shark? No, no, oh. it, was, it was a very Johnny Walker. It was a very, very variation of Blue Label. And uh, when last time that you and I went to um, Whiskey in the Winter, that was one of the, 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 the special premium ones that, that you could either buy a, a separate ticket for, 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 for a two ounce pour, or you could get or you could get in a drawing. Somebody's at your door. Really? Guys, we'll be right back. We got an intruder. Stand by. <laughs> All right, we're back. We worked it out. A little mail delivery system issue. There we go. Um, what were we going on about there? Kind of forgot about that. I don't know. There was a lot we just yeah. got through. Cigars, cigars are going great, man. I mean, they're burning towards you. Yeah, this has got a great, good. great flavor. I'm about maybe halfway short of it, but this is a great cigar. It's got a lot of flavors that are being layered and broken down as I get through this. Thing. How's, how lucky is that? Fell right on the napkin. And the construction is holding in. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, cigar's great. Makers is good. I think I want to agree on this too. Like it, the spice does bring something fun on this because this is a, a stronger cigar. Like it's kind of starting to develop as it gets through it. But I'd be curious to see what, what else kind of comes out with something different, you know? Um, so the trade show this year, I know you guys haven't been to the trade show, but we'll probably be in the next couple of years. It's actually something really interesting going on. So one like you know drew estate's not going to the trade show because jonathan drew is pissed at the pca and the fda because what the pca really did is to save premium cigars they threw vapes and flavored cigars under the bus right so what does that do to drew estate not good not good considering right? it's the number one selling cigar here yep um you know i've said this before like the acid line is so big that there are people that smoke acid and have no idea what Drew Estate is. You know what I mean? Like right. they, have, they have no idea. They don't know what it is. They think acid cigars are standalone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, but, but then like a lot of the big guys aren't gonna be there. You know, like General's not going, Davidoff's not going, I don't think Gurkha's going. Um, so it's going to be kind of interesting, you know. It might end up being a smaller mom and pop kind of show, which I think could be pretty cool for new. If you're a new product trying to break in, this is probably the trade show to jump in on. And when would that happen? Is it? It's next weekend. Oh, well, it's we're the, not going to make that. No, one. it's the ninth through the twelfth, I believe, is the is the tour time. Russian. Yeah. Put your mic on, buddy, all right? You'll win, stop worrying about it. Like that's, that should be a funny matter. Like we should joke about it. Insert character names and everything, it'd be fun. It'd be like a, it, it won't even be like Judge Judy. Mm. Oh, how do you, how Actually, it's so ridiculous, it might show up there. <laughs> how do you sign up for that? I don't know. 
I'm not, I'm not chasing reality TV, but I, you know, whatever, I'll do that. I'm not here. Well, reality TV is is better than real TV. Or, <laughs> or, or, uh, yeah, you never thought you'd see reality TV or videos or real life things overcoming like Hollywood. Uh, TV, you reminded me, guys. So you know how we've watched um, the cigar movie on Prime. You've seen that, right? Uh, with Pete and everybody on there. Um, Jack Daniels has a 2021 released movie on prime called a uh it's something about on top of the world is jack daniels and the whole movie what i found very interesting about it is we know the history of jack daniels through uncle nearest and all that not one time is it mentioned and it's literally it discusses how jack daniels now it is probably one of the number one bought products i mean there's not a bar you go in that doesn't have jack daniels there's not a restaurant that doesn't have it. There's not anywhere that doesn't have it. If they have two things, they have Jack Daniels and some form of light beer, right? And then probably some flavored Sky Vodka, but who knows? Um, you know, but it was really, really interesting. And that, that to me is, that is, is that's a cry for help. Like why, what would, why else would you focalize now? You're Jack Daniels, man. Like it's, it's Jack Daniels. It's lucky number seven, right? It's Jack Daniels, famous number seven blend, right? Why, why now would you come out with this movie and try and push it out? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Well, they they failed to capitalize enough, I think, on on the greatest celebrity endorsement they ever got in Sinatra. And of course, they have Sinatra whiskey, but but I mean, the the, the, the Jack Daniels drinkers now. I mean, when did you drink Jack Daniels? Probably early twenties. I mean, that's that's when I drank it. Yeah. And and um, let's say that I've never been a Jack Daniels guy ever. Yeah, but, but that's like, okay. But I drink it. I drink it because because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what to order. I mean, I was I was I was was you know I was twenty one and I was ordering what everybody else who was twenty one was ordering. So, when I was you know, young, they had those little bottles that came out that were Jack Daniels and some sort of Coke in them and you throw them on ice and they were fantastic. Well, because your palate, when you start out, the sweets are better than, you just don't go right to a palate of like Maker's Mark or right. you know private reserve and go, oh wow, that's good. Well, that's the thing. I don't think there's anybody in their adult years that you can ask has not had a whiskey and Coke and that Jack and Coke was, Jack was the thing in the go. Yeah. Right? It's, no, everyone's had one, everyone. I was always a Seagram's guy. I don't know why, but I just always preferred the Seagram's and Coke with some limes. So you did gin and Coke, right? Seagram's is gin, right? No, Seagram's uh, seven, Seagram seven and Coke. Oh, so like, that's what goes on. And you either seven. do uh, a seven and seven, like a Seagram seven with with uh, seven up or Coke. Um, and that was kind of my go-to when I was young. Um, in the in the in the the, the bar that that, that, that that I ran, the uh, the, the, the oldest guy who, who was a, a regular in there, he was the only one who ordered you know something kind of odd. He he always wanted beam and water, like like two ounces of beam and and about an ounce of water. That's, that's that was that was his thing. So we knew like whenever he came in, that's what he's gonna work. And it was like the the base you know Jim Beam product. And he said that's what he grew up on. Well, that's interesting, because that's definitely an old, old timer thing. Like, there's there's one guy I know, uh, his name's John, he's 94. 
Um, he now he drinks all kinds. Like currently, he's drinking Knob Creek, 15 year that 114. But he has it on a Cuba ice splash of water. But he's all he said for he said for 60 years. That's how I drink whiskey. I don't think we've gone back. Now we have done Jim being bonded. We've done a few. But even the Jim Beans of today that we're drinking. I mean, it's like uh, from time to time we've tried to go back and do like Jim Beam, turkey. Oh yeah, like wild turkey and the 101. Obviously, me and you loved it. We drank a whole damn bottle over a football game yeah. one one uh, late afternoon. But I mean, um, still, Jim, I don't think those are the same products you're getting today. No, because when I look at people are like, "Do you drink Jim Beam?" I say, "Yeah." It's like, "What do you drink?" I say, "I drink Booker's." <laughs> it's Jim Beam product. I don't drink Jim Beam, but I drink Jim Beam product. I think what's different now is maybe even as early as 20 years ago, Jack Daniels was Jack Daniels, Jim Beam was Jim Beam, Wild Turkey was Wild Turkey. There weren't these spinoffs and side companies and side projects and all that shit's new. And that's from a boom. That's just because something got popular. And how do you keep popularity? do something different and catch an eye and then you're more popular you know i will say jack daniels does a really good job on their labeling i mean their jim beam products or i'm sorry but i hit your foot or something anyway um i think the jim beam product line god their their colors and their labels are fantastic yeah they're gorgeous yeah um but I think when when we caught on and started doing the bourbon and the podcasting, and even before that, we were trying some different things. And, and we've gone through a lot of uh, wild turkey products, and, and they've all been really good, I thought. Yeah, I remember when we came back to 101, which is I was talking shit about how bad wild turkey was. <laughs> and we had, we had wild turkey, or rare breed, 101, and then it was the... Uh, um, the raw, Masters Keep Rye, both of them, and then there's Rare Breed, which we've had too, which is really good. Yeah, and then but it'd be interesting to do Wild Turkey 101 against Maker's Mark 101. Ooh. My bet would be Maker's maybe take that a little bit, but I don't know. They're both very good, very good. I, when I was, when I. I was, you know, in those, those, those days, 21, 22, uh, I, didn't, I really didn't like wild turkey because I regarded it as something super sweet. And it was like, it reminded me of a quarter. Like, um, I thought of Jim Beam as not being, um, as, as wild turkey as like a, like a whiskey liqueur. I, I associated it with the, the chocolates that were filled with that. And, and somehow, even when I drank it, not in a chocolate. That's, that's, that's what I thought of. The only only wild turkey that I'm just not a fan of at all is the honey, the wild turkey honey. I don't like any of that shit, man. Like I literally I can't. I can't. I even literally do it. when we were that's out, like a liqueur to me. When we were out at Table Rock, we were doing wake surfing and whatever. That that Saturday night, we or Sunday night Memorial, yeah, Sunday night, whatever. We got off the boat, got back. I pulled out the Redemption uh, Rum Cash Finish. We're drinking on that. I had a bottle of tequila out there. And a uh, cousin pulls out Screwball. And they're like, we're gonna do shots. They're like, I'm not, I, one, I don't do really do shots, okay? And two, I'm not drinking that shit. So I had one, right? And I immediately, right, not even before it was even in 
the glass and I'm picking it up, we're cheers and we go to drink it. I was like, I had that phlegm thing happen, right? That, that, <clears throat> but you sip it down, you drink it and you swallow it and you're like, okay, I mean, it tastes like peanut butter, right? The whole thing just tastes like peanut butter. It's like 40 proof. It's not, and it's just super sweet. So let's do more. I'm like, no, you guys are good. Like, okay, I'm good, right? It's like Fireball, right? Fireball tastes like cinnamon candy, right? Crown apple tastes like a green apple. Right? Like, I, it's just gross. I can't do it. But for a lot of people, though, that, that's 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 what 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 drinking is. It's 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 that. It's the the, the nut liquor that's yeah. now super popular. But that's like um. Uh, like that, I, I call it like that college idea, right? Like you, you were in college, you've been to college bars, you've been to college bars. There's always the beer and shot special, right? And for the longest time, it was anything in Jameson, right? Now, even even like companies have gotten to the part now where when they make coasters, there's two parts of the coaster. There's the wide part, and then there's a little poker chip sized part attached to it. Beer and a shot, beer and a shot. But now that shot's turned into screwball, sheepdog, fireball, right? It's into all these flavored whiskeys. And I think a lot of these whiskey companies, along with the popularity, will say the flavored whiskeys, they all wanted to stay away from it, but it, it helped them yeah, come make a comeback. But that's because they were competing with flavored vodka and vodka was king in the liquor industry. Uh, you know, in the, in the 90s and, you know. Early 1000s till about 2004, five maybe. Right. Well, they also brought a lot of girls into the market though too. But, well, that's well, true too, so. but whiskey, but, but mm, yeah, that's true, that's true. But I think, but I think what it did for women though, is it like women got in on that, that's where they started, but now you're seeing more and more women in the straight side. Like they're in, you know, you got, you have more, master distillers that are women you have more women employees at distilleries like they're actually getting into and there's science there right it's said that uh females have a better palate spectrum you know like they're able to pick up on sweet and tart better than most males are um, which may or may not be true right but obviously because you're seeing more and more of them in that role you know and i think that's cool for for growth and all but tie back into cigars right so the cartoonish labels on cigars, right? Like instead of coming away from traditional style labels and putting more and more detail, more and more detail into the cigar, into the label, right? So we talk about um, like Tarano cigars has always been a fun one of mine, right? Without getting into that family history and all that jazz. The company wasn't really well off, so when they sold it, what they did is they put big, huge, vibrant, bright green, blue, purple, and orange labels on the cigar and put them in these really vibrant colored boxes. What did it do? Of course, they started selling more because when you walked into a humidor full of brown boxes, well, here you got the rainbow sitting over here. Well, what's in that? So then you buy it and you roll with it. You know what I mean? And you're seeing that with, with some companies, even even big name companies that have fantastic product. Well, your CAO box that glows. The vision, yeah, that's, that's a reach, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a good point, like the CAO vision box, it's a humidor when you buy it, right? And it's battery lit, so when you open it, you flip the switch on, the whole thing lights up in this blue LED, right? <laughs> Super cool, man, Super cool. Cigars are right, <laughs> you know, and it's not, but that kind of thing flows through there and happens, man. Well, you know what I was thinking when you, when you were talking about the, the whiskey and shot thing? <clears throat> 
referring and, and, and there, were, there was this kind of seminal learning experience when I was, when I was organizing these, these brand sponsored social drinking events. <clears throat> I learned that through diplomacy, it was, it was fairly easy to get um, a couple of brands to work together, to pair them for, for an event, as long as they were carried by the same distributors. The distributors were, were, were like, like mortal fucking enemies. They, 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 they wouldn't come together. And in my experience, I overcame that only one time, and that was in in, in St. Louis. I, I, it was a it was a it was a beer and a shot thing, and it was and it was and it was Budweiser and Beam, and because you know Budweiser is lore and, and Beam was ma major brands, but those two are you know such large companies that yeah, I mean they tell those guys what they want, and they just say yes, sir. So they got them together and they did exactly what you're talking about. They they, they had the, the scantily clad women walking around and you know handing it out and, and it yeah. was, the, 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 the the booze was 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 free. The whole thing was a, was a, was a, was a marketing event. So uh, we we we, we I, I didn't even try. I had a huge turnout for that event. I mean normally I, I have to I, I have to kind of push this education thing and try to educate people on a brand. Like for example, when I did the the, the event for. for uh, 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 what, what's the what's, what's the, 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 the the whiskey that, that, that comes out of Memphis? Um, uh, uh, can't think of what it's called right now. Bell Mead? No, 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 that's Nashville. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, I can picture the label. I can't. I can't think of what it's called right now. Well, but, but Uncle Nearest comes out of uh, Tennessee, right? Yes, yes, but that's all. That, yeah, but that's a different part. Of Are you talking about old school stuff? No, no, it's it's it's, it's a fairly new distillery, but they're but they're in Memphis and and. Uh, I can't, I can't think of what they're called. Uh, but when they first were, 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 were carried by a distributor in, in St. Louis, they really wanted it to, to be introduced to this market. And, uh, and because nobody knew what it was, I, I had- Old Dominic? That's it. Old Dominic. I, I had no idea what that I, is. I had, I, had to, I had to educate myself on on all of their products. They, 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 they sent me samples in advance of, of the tasting. And, and then it was my job to drive attendance for that event and I was really worried about it. I mean, I don't think I, I, I worked harder to, to drive attendance at an event than I did on that one because because I thought like, this was like a, a, a it was a noon event on a Wednesday. It's like, where the, how, where the fuck am I gonna get people to leave their jobs and go, and go? I mean, it's free, but you know, who's gonna leave yeah. their jobs and go drink at noon on a Wednesday? But but it it, 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 it worked out, but but it wasn't like the, the, the kind of name recognition that you get for, for Bud and Bean. Yeah. Well, this next pour that I poured you guys, this comes from, um, and, and you guys know this about me, from time to time, I've blended a few things, one of which has been my poor man, Pappy. Um, and I've done a few others. I did actually a, a um, kind of a rye wild turkey uh, blend that I did. Um, anyway, um, my buddy Paul Casamatigas, I call him Paul Cass, he, I've had this down in my vault, and this is in a mason jar, and um, you guys give this a little shot and think Cheers, what you, you think, right. and then I'll tell you So you what said it it's like a wild turkey rye? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. This is, go ahead and take a little sip of it and see what you think.
and I'll tell you what it is. He did a blend of three little books. Oh my God. No one will ever believe this. I said, that's got that buttery touch of that no little big. A little book. The uh, little big. Lessons Learned. A little bit. 2019 Lessons Learned. It's got that that buttery tip on it. Yeah, it does. I that think is you're correct. Blend of three. So the one, the one we still haven't done, I want to do. When we get everybody back in the house, we'll do it. So I've got Times Honored, which is 18, and then Lessons Learned, which is 19. I want to do a pour of both of them in the same glass, right, for my house, right? Time's on, the house was built, lessons learned, don't work with that guy again, right? It's a joke, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wanted to do them. That's really cool. I was talking to somebody about doing your own infinity bottles and like we've got the one going at your house. Yeah. And every time we get a new scotch, we put like two ounces in it. And there's that fucking, the ounce in that bottle is probably worth about a grand already. <laughs> um, but they're like, well, how do you do that? And I was like, you know, I don't really know the percentages and amounts and things like that. But, you know, like I've always talked about how the best old Forester I've ever had is 1915. Right? There is no 1915. You take 1920 and you take 1910, you put them together, you make 1915. You get all the heat from the Prohibition style 20, but you get all the sweetness from the 10 and it creates this really cool whiskey. But I'm like, I've done that probably three times and everyone's tasted different because I'm not doing the exact you know, there's probably a method that comes to that. You have to do a little more of one versus the other versus the other to get the desired effect. Because if you just go equal parts, it's you just mix three together and you're right. done, you know? So I think that probably takes more. You could tie that into a cigar, man. Like you, I've told people this, I can't tell you how many times, like Pepin, for example, right? Well, I can see that is the, the master blender in the world, Pepin Garcia. He's done interviews where he's like, I've gotten a cigar to the tasting room floor, tasted all the tobaccos, tasted the tobaccos through their rolling stages, put the cigar together, cut it, lit it, doesn't work, didn't like it, right? Because at some point fermentation took over on one part of the leaf, then it did the other. Like you have to get those percentages right when you're, when you're blending something. Yeah. It has to happen or else you're not gonna get the desired effect. And when you look at a great bourbon, like one that stands out to me is one of the best, is the Al Young 50 year anniversary. And on the back, it'll tell you exact percentages from what barrel, what brick, what brick house. It'll tell you exactly how they came up with that. Now, on this particular That's four one, roses, I right? really enjoyed this. I thought it was pretty good. Is that four roses? No, this is little. Boy. No, 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 Al Young. Oh, Al Young, yes, oh, okay. four roses, I'm sorry. That's yeah. that unicorn now, right? Everybody oh, wants yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. It's fantastic. But he Don't obviously has blended three oh, different yeah. little books to get to this. And I, I, I think he did a really good job. Your, I like it. Your former employer uh, gave gave my my ex-wife the, 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 the last quarter bottle. Mm. He wanted the bottle back, which is fine. The bottle... But I have not care about the bottle, but the contents, he, he gave her the contents. And we, right yeah. on. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was it was it was great. Um, Stellar gift. Um <laughs> so now that we've anyway. enjoyed, I mean, do you, what do you guys think of this? It's really good. The instant thing. So there's, you know how we've talked about like, you know, I'm but this has, I, I didn't mean to write, but this does have a distinct flavor and a distinct nose on it. 
I call it buttery. It's literally like it is. when you you know when you go to a restaurant, it reminds me of the pig, and there's butter on the steak, and you get that first cut with that, and just kind of coats your tongue, and everything slides back. That is fucking little book and Booker's hands down across the board. It, it's the one. It's like when I talk about Old Fitzgerald, right? There's that literally. I know it, when you talk about wheat and thing like that. I know it's not wheat, right? But you get a almost like sugared wheat cereal every single old and then everything follows through on it too right you know but you can pick those out you said that and i'm pointing i'm like oh my no one's gonna believe it but i swear if you took any little book right now and poured it right just just think what you're looking for you'll find that and honestly what i think this does for little book a lot of reasons a lot of people don't like little book that shit's hot man it, it is, is hot this is not hot yeah so however and, and i'll ask him now that we've had it on here what his three were and i'll get back to you on it but i've had it down there waiting for the right moment and i grabbed it today but it does remind me too of that pig we did of the uh, lca or l um yeah the uh barbecue smoking pig right yeah it was very buttery i really enjoyed what they tried to do with the wrapper and everything it, it was really good but the, i still the construction of that cigar just was not that good yeah no yeah you're right you're right and that's kind of been the consensus i've seen on it but uh russian what do you think about it man so i was a little concerned at first just before tasting it because uh, uh you know we well, at least the two of us are, are, are drinking out of these tulip-shaped glasses that are designed to kind of um, help you avoid the the, the, the ethanol burn on, on, on the nose. And I really got that trying, trying to smell this first. And, uh, and yet that really doesn't carry through on, 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 on the flavor. It's, it, it's really good. Yeah, I was a little afraid too because I, for book Booker's a little book for me, um, it's a little hot, but I, I thought this, uh, however he blended it with the percentages, came, came across pretty well. This, with this A, this shit's a showstopper right now. I'm not kidding. The spice, is this, this like, like a lot, I've said about a lot of tattooized stuff, a lot of pepine stuff, that cotton candy kind of spice, that crystalline spice, almost like rock candy if it were spicy, that kind of thing. And then you get that buttery and that heat. And I agree, like the nose on this, when you kind of dial that in, it does have a little bit of that little book nose, but it's not, I know so many people, Cowboy is one of them, like he's not huge on little book, because it's just, it's just the hot version of Booker's in a way, right? Like Booker's, that blending, how they've done that, they figured out how to take 125 proof and make it like it's 98 and bring all the sweetness and shit forward, right? Yeah. Little Book is old school traditional. The heat's first. <laughs> Everything else comes later, you know? I also think I like the cigar more that I'm not, I'm not working so hard on the draw. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good pairing. And I, I, maybe I'm the only one who does, when I feel kind of foolish sometimes, try, try, still trying to, to, to smell the, the outside of, of the tobacco. When it, Why? No, I, I, but, I still, but I still like that quality. The tobacco heats up, it's going to change. So, we got a couple cool things coming up on the podcast. Next Wednesday, we're sitting down with the guys over at Triple Leaf. 
um, doing a Psycos presentation there. And we also have, you guys have seen us, we actually gave away a couple stands, a cigar cutter case. Um, Mark, did I get, did you get a skull from FFK? Yeah. So Miguel, the owner of FFK stands, um, is going to come on the podcast via Zoom uh, next week or the week after. And he's actually sending us some cool stuff to actually talk about and go through. So if you go to their website, you'll see, or their Instagram, you'll see the new ashtray that he developed. And it's almost like a personal, I mean, it fits in your hand. I mean, that's in his hand. You know, and I think the idea there is the partnership with Project Carbon. You can put the case in here and zip it up. You know what I mean? But there's a little indentation for it for whatever stand that you have. You can set your stand on it. You set your cigar down, and if the ash falls, it falls down this ramp into the reservoir in the bottom. Hmm. Right? Sitting those, and he's also making some keychain bottle openers, punctures, and knives. So they have an interior sharp side, almost like a letter opener that's at an angle, so you have to hit it from a certain angle to cut something. And then it's a bottle opener and you can puncture the top of a can to let the can aerate so there's no bubbles when you drink from the can. So we've got all that coming in as well, uh, which would be pretty cool. Because I don't think anybody really talks about, that's something we can talk about, accessories in the cigar world now, right? Everybody's got a cigar, you have a cutter, a lighter, and a case, okay? But the variance on that, ashtrays, Stands, right? I used to joke, I talked so much shit about these things, cigar stands, right up until some guy came around that made one out of a fucking skull, and I was like, ooh, gotta have that, right? <laughs> it just changed everything. I, I noticed that a lot of the guys in the in the Pravada Club are big fans of the, uh, whatever you call it, the, 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 like a toothpick that you... The fuck up fixer? That's what I call it. That you jam through the cigar yeah. for... The funny thing about those to me is I would be willing to bet 99% of the time because there can't be that many cigars that come off a rolling floor that are sent out that are plugged. There can't be. Not too often. No. 99% of the time it's user error. You cut it too deep and now you're trying to move the tobacco around to create airflow is what I think that is. I mean, I've seen people do it with, well, I actually fixed one of your cigars once with a pocket knife. You know, you just go in there and you move the tobacco around till you open it. And if you're really careful, you won't damage anything. But and I've didn't seen- did you have a seed blocking your, the, the I call it the, the thorough way right through the middle and there was a seed a in A stem, there. yeah, I pulled a whole stem out. Yeah, and that's just, that's when you know you got short filler or chop filler and somebody uh, kind of lied about their blend there. Um, but uh, a lot of times I see people using that poker and they'll be drilling in here and all of a sudden you hear it, you see it go, <laughs> just pop right out the side or then pop out the other side or they come all the way through and pull it back out and the cigar is more clogged than it was because all you're doing is this stuff's all rolled together right it's not like it's flat you're not puncturing a hole through it you're trying to open a void yeah. right so if you're pushing in there and you got a, an accordion fold right so that the bunching was done back this way and say you catch a stem or a vein that's in there and it turns it right and all of a sudden you push out well now you got a hole in the wrapper Right, so you just created an airflow, but the minute you get to that, that cigar's gonna go, it's gonna pop open. You know, and those, those are interesting to me. And I actually know someone that, that she's, uh, her name's Val, she's a great person. Um, she makes them that are all bedazzled and stuff for women, and it's cool. You know, most people use them as like, you know that joke on a roach clip? Well, they stick it into the cigar so you don't have to hold the cigar itself and you can actually smoke it all the way down. 
you know? Yeah. And I think that's what the intention on that thing was before it was designed for a divot tool to fix your fucking cigar. Yeah, but the, a lot of people who, who used to find some, some other means to hold their tobacco, I thought that that was uh, cigarettes because, because they didn't want to have, have the yellowing on their fingertips. But you don't get that from cigars. No, actually, this is actually, there was actually a really cool article. It might still be, I don't have to have shared it at one point. Uh, a doctor at some point tried to say that you got more nicotine from cigar, well, you do, but more nicotine absorption through your skin from a cigar because of the yellowing on your fingers, right? Now, you don't really get yellowing on your fingers, but if you're sitting around on a humid day outside and you're smoking three, four cigars, there might be a little brown and yellow that comes on your fingers, right? That's the oil from the tobacco. That's not nicotine. That's not a filter seeping tar onto your hands. That's the oils leaving the wrapper. <laughs> You know, that's what that is, just the moisture in the air, things like that. If you're someone that slobbers all over your cigar, right, like holds it in the back of their mouth and pulls it out, you'll see yellow on people's hands. You won't see it on one cigar, you don't see it on two. You're talking about six, seven cigars, you'll see it build on their hands. But unlike, unlike cigarettes, if you go to the bathroom and wash your hands, that shit comes right off. Because it's just the oils. It's not the tar, the chemicals, and the nicotine from a filtered cigarette. You know, the same argument can be had about like American spirits or natural or hand-rolled cigarettes. You don't get build up on your hands from those. You get it from filtered cigarettes. That was wow. our awkward chewing and smoking oh, moment. Yeah, there. Quiet there I know. When you're, I, I did read a response to, to that, that phenomenon that you're, that you're describing when, when, when you know, I, 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 either you don't put, you don't you don't stick it in straight or or whatever it, it kind of veers to the left or the, to the right. Yeah, sometimes she gets mad. Yeah, well, the, the, these guys, uh, all, another accessory that, that a lot of these guys carry in their in their, in their, their portable kits is a, a tobacco glue, and so when that happens, they they it comes it's a, it has like paintbrush applicator, oh and, and they and they they, they they paint the outside of the. Uh, 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 the you know, that sounds like, you know how like a handyman always has a bunch of shit in his, in his bag because he's going into a house to fix something? If you got all that shit in your little humidor, you know you're fixing something. You're doing something wrong, okay? <laughs> so, there might be a lot of user error going on there. And again, if you go into, like, if you go, if sometimes you're fix something that damn much, you might as well just give up. Just on Just stop, because you're not good at it. You're not. If you fix it once and you don't learn, you're not good. That's the guy that goes, "I'm going to build a car." Builds the car, turns it on, engine block falls out. I'm going to fix it. Turns the car on, the wheels fall off. I'm selling it. Like he got the idea, right? He, he worked it out. I can't do this building the car thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or a boat who springs a leak. Probably not a good boat to begin with that you bought, but I mean, are, are we really gonna jump off and put some flex? What is that shit? The guy that flex. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, we're gonna put <laughs> some flex on it and all it. You're gonna hold your boat. Just spray it. And you'll sail yes, the Bermuda. Yeah. Everybody get on the right side. The hole will come up. I'll jump out and we'll just spray some flex on it and we can complete sailing for the rest of the day. It's kind of the same way with the cigar. I'm like, man, if shit's going south like that with your cigar, why don't you just give up and, and get on and another here's cigar? the thing with cigars, right? Look, the beauty about them, it's 100% handmade. One is bound to fuck up, right? One is bound to not work right. Stop trying to fix it. 
It well, doesn't Lars, matter. I always go back. I've read Lars' books a couple times, and he's like, man, you know, every cigar is different. And um, enjoy each one for what they are. And they all have their own different personalities and everything. And if it's not treating you right, move on to another one. I mean, it's that's the bottom fucking line, basically. If you don't like a bourbon and it's not treating you right, I doubt there's anything in the handyman bag that's going to fruit your bourbon. <laughs> well, see, let's go to that, too. Like, everyone's like, oh, add water. I'm like, okay, guys. When you take your bottle of water and go, like, oh, it tastes better. All right, man. Pour gasoline in a line. Light it on fire. Oh, it's too hot. Drop sand on it. <laughs> That's better. What are you doing? You're muffing it out. You're stopping it. There, when people say add water, right, or, you know, the, the old thing. Like, I've told everyone, right, if you have a canoeing issue that can't happen, don't torch one side to fix it. Lick your thumb and rub the burn line. It'll slow it down just long enough. Or get out of the 30 mile an hour wind. You're trying to smoke that motherfucker anyway. There's that too. There, there is that too. Um, now, we've talked about that as well, that there are some cigars that can handle the wind better. Uh, you know, but it's all relevant to your surroundings. Dude, I gotta say, doing. I was talking about golf the other day. I don't really smoke when I golf anymore. Because I'm tired of losing my fucking cigar. <laughs> so I'll get out and I'll set it down on the green or whatever, right? Or then or I'll set it in my little nook on the golf cart, hit a good shot, and drive off. Like, where'd that cigar go? Or like, oh, shit. That's Maybe not in the beginning. <laughs> I do, I, I've noticed that with me and you lately. But I do like getting one going, like, on the back nine or whatever when, you know. Okay. I always, I always stand for that. I know. Yeah, but you know accessories again. Accessories. <laughs> I love. You run up to a tea box. We're on the 16th. Oh, oh God! I left my I left my holder back on 14. God, I gotta go back. <laughs> you walk up, stick that thing in the ground. Cigar goes on it, dude. It's cool, right? You get some really good pictures of that. And then you run off, and we're driving up to the ball. I look back. You're running back to the green, back to the cart, catching up. You stick it back in the ground. It's like this back and forth thing. It's super cool. It's super cool. <laughs> but I was talking to somebody last night. And I was like, yeah, my problem is like, I'll try and hold the cigar in my mouth when I'm putting and I'll go to putt and I'm crying and choking because all the smoke's pushing back into my nose <laughs> in my eyes. And I'm like, and I'll putt and the ball goes over there. Yeah. You know, I'm like drooling down, drooling down the cigar. Like you hear a little tss at the ash because my drool's rolling down the side of the cigar. Yeah, I agree. But like I said, I like when we went the last time last week, we did light one up probably just before the storm hit and the cigar was great. Thank God we did because we had a nice cigar yeah. to uh, turn and whip and get it back to the, uh, you know, the, the lodge or the umbrella or the tent, wherever we went. Um, so here's something cool that, that I kind of wanted to talk about, too. You know, like big companies, sometimes things separate and things change. Remember that rumor we talked about Davidoff being bought by General? That was all the rumor guys, no whatever. But, you know, I'm a huge original Diesel fan, right? The Unholy Cocktails from AJ back in the day. And you know the Diesel line that General had. So the Diesel line and a couple of others, I don't want to say them because I'm not sure I have the right ones. Um, a new company came in and branched off called Forged. 
uh, forged tobacco, and they handle diesel and everything now. Well, you know, we like TAAs, right? I don't think we've had a TAA yet that's not been fucking amazing, right? Like, best to date, shout out the Crown Heads and that Fallen Angel, okay? That fucking cigar, box pressed and all, not even mad at it, loved it, right? Well, Diesel just released a TAA. Oh. And it shipped out the TAA stores, and I saved it here. It's called the Disciple, um, and it's kind of cool because a lot of the diesel stuff that was releasing, you know, they were coming in like those library books, like yeah. the Hair of the Dog and the Darkness came in that library book. This is again a regular Vitola. It looks like a Toro, and it comes in a thin, almost like a deck of cards box, where the top pulls off and the cigars are inside the box, like a thinner, uh, skinny monster box kind of like those you know which which is kind of cool the TAA thing is 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 cool and it's been fun you know um, but the other thing I talked about was like how you could buy TAA cigars online now I still have never had an, an answer from that like if you're an online retail and you're a TAA store I still don't understand being able to retail them because it take online I'm glad we can right again hypocrite right I'm glad we can but it takes away the exclusivity of it right the idea of being able to buy is you have to be in the neighborhood or, or willing to travel to the area that has a TAA store you know what I mean yeah it kind of takes away from that I don't I don't that's 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 almost like how we talked about with with bourbon how uh, Kentucky legislation passed that distillers can now sell online right what if those distilleries decided <laughs> fuck the distributor all right, this year's antique allocation will go live online at 1 December at 5 a.m. and we'll close it out when it's all sold. What would happen then? I think they still, even the uh, distillers have to take all that product to the distributorship and then get it back from the um, whoever's carrying it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like at Heaven Hill. It's not like, okay, we made all these bottles here. Let's bring them out to the gift shop and sell them. All those bottles have to go to the distributorship that they're selling through, and then it has to come back to and be sold through their store through that distributorship. Because I, I asked I could about see that. that too. That makes sense. I thought that would that would probably, and you know why I never think that will happen is I think that would be the death of bourbon collectors and bourbon stewards and all that because if you took it away, I'm just going to say death, it would destroy distribution markets because now what would happen is uh, pick pick a restaurant, right? Um, suddenly, they, you know, they've got a good clout with their distributor. They've been a customer for many years. They spend the quote-unquote required amounts to achieve said allocation. Well, suddenly, the distributor's gone. They don't allocate. They don't distribute anymore. They don't use allocation. Well, now, in the hindsight of Heaven Hill, you're, you're just another number in line. And everybody's having to go to your place to get it, and, and the quantities are not right. getting out there. Plus, they're helping you with the distribution. And um, let's face it, I mean, in St. Louis, like, eight years ago how many how many restaurants bars or even carrying a full line of great bourbon it was slim to nil now every good restaurant knows you got to carry a great line of whiskey you spirits know, and whatever that's really interesting is i think we i think we talked we talked about this a couple years ago long before podcast just hanging out right how you could go to one bar and you could pick anything you wanted off the shelf right 
they didn't, didn't have all of it, but there was enough there you could have a good drink. But then we would go to other bars, and it's like, oh, shit, I got some drinking beer. You know, like, we've had that conversation. Like, you'd be like, oh, Tito's. I'm like, I guess we're having beer, bro. <laughs> Actually, you know. <laughs> one of the things that I thought always thought was fun about the, the, the metro area that we live in, it doesn't take much to, to, to cross the river. Now you're in another state, and different distributors, and different selection. And, and suddenly, we, we have products we wouldn't be able to get otherwise. I Dude, mean, we've talked about that with... Uh, Old tubs, one. Well, well, well it's, forget about the big stuff. Just the small shit. Like Wilderness Trail just made it into Missouri, but but for, for oh hallelujah. They 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 weren't here though. Like they were. You had to go to Illinois. But I guess my point was, if you look at so like, crazy. let's just take Chesterfield Bottoms. If you want what we now have had on our podcast, all these great bourbons we've talked about. And we're going to be in Chesterfield. Where are we going to be able to go get those? Well, originally or now? Now. I mean, you just in Chesterfield Bottoms, I mean, and I'm just saying from my experience, you go to Lit, you can go to Annie Guns, you can go to Scarecrow, and there's probably a couple others you down there. You can go to Rock and Brews, so there's Barley, Cybergs, 54th Street. Uh, brick House Bar and Grill, and what I mean by that There's is There's probably 10 that have a great line of bourbon. And here you go, one name, Blanton's. You can find Blanton's at every single one of those locations I just And said. before, you would probably only find that at um, Annie Guns. Annie Guns. Before Lit was there, Annie Guns. Right. And yep. then even, even, and I'll even say within just the past year, right? Just, just do the past year. It was lit Annie Guns and Scarecrow. Now go up out until to Wildwood. Now you've got Craft Wildwood Pub. There's probably four or five out there. Craft Wildwood Pub. Uh, Big Chief is stepping the. Dude, you want to drink? That's why I'm saying you the drink Eagle Rare, has like it's got so a crazy fucking thimble in it. Go to Big Chief. It's like eight dollars a pour. It's just it's like it's it, that's, but like Big Chief doesn't have a huge selection of everything, right? But the one bottle they have. They get bookers here and there, right? They get like the leftover stuff though, because like we went to uh, Big Chief that one day and they had 2017-03, right? Like that was found in a warehouse somewhere and all the allocation for the 2019 was out. They're like, hey, we'll send you this bottle. You know, like that, that's how that thing worked. But the evolution of it, you're right. It blows out. Talk about the city, man. City, city bars, right? Neighborhood bars, they, they were stag bars, man. You can go in there now. You'll find Buffalo Trace, Sazerac. You'll find 12-year McAllen. You'll find a, you know, 14-year Balvenie Caribbean cask. Like, they're spotted everywhere now. They're, they're there, which I, I find really, really cool. And I, I like the model with um, Dogwood because, you know, they, they you know, fairly reasonably Actually, oh, that wasn't on our... They're really reasonably priced pours in, yeah. their, in their social club, but then you can also, not always, but, you know, you get the stuff in, in their liquor store. Yeah, you know they just opened another Dogwood and Dogwood Social in O'Fallon? Oh. Did Missouri? Know? Yeah, or on high, it's on Highway K. I think it's still O'Fallon. About, about two miles from Veteran Memorial Highway. Right there on the left. I think it used to be a club fitness, actually. Across from uh, Target out there on Highway K, yeah, um, yeah, but that's that's cool how that stuff kind of plays out and pans out, you know. Well, thanks, Kath, Paul, uh, for putting that together. We enjoyed it, and uh, I'll give you a jingling, let you know you're on the podcast, and 
Yeah, cash thanks, man. Uh, we liked it. Yeah. Send some craft apparel sure. candles this way, bro. <laughs> it's worth a try, right? Which I actually just did. Uh, you know, Cass has always been great about doing uh, uh, candles for the boys, and um, we, we give a bunch of bottles and such. But I just made him a um, a uh, a willet. Um, oh, what do you call the uh, you pot know the still? willet about pot still? He had the big one though, the ninety, the hundred dollar bottle. That's about the uh, one, the one. And I made five. a. He asked me to make a lamp for him. I just gave that. I, I should have took a damn picture of it. I'll have him shoot us a picture uh, of it. It came out really nice. But you know, sometimes I think like, and with cigar boxes, some that are made now, and I think whiskey bottles started early. Like when you look at a Claza Azul tequila bottle, right? You know that was designed that way for repurposing. Huh, the I pot don't know. still bottle, right? Okay, I get it. Looks like a pot still. You knew that was going to be repurposed. You know, a Blanton's bottle, right? That's going to be repurposed. Wouldn't you think though, if they had that intention, that when you went to Will It, and I've been there like maybe six times, they would have no. A but it, but it, if they if they did it, that made it into a lamp. If they did it, it would have been that idea. It would have been repurposed elsewhere. See what I mean? Oh, but I thought you were just saying they 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 created that with the thought, well, somebody can make a nice lamp out of that. Yeah, no, I, I'm not necessarily saying yeah. lamp. I'm just saying, like, I think when that glass was poured, when it was shaped. So you're saying cigar boxes, they knew at some point those were oh, going to yeah. be guitars? Or purses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know. Purses, I think, because you have things like the, uh, uh, it was the Monte Cristo... Uh, what was it called but it had like it looked like a briefcase it had leather bound locks on it with a carrying handle and you undid the locks to open the box sure you're throwing back a vintage style but you knew you knew you had to have known somebody was like damn my phone fits in there my wallet so fits that in my like place. holy um, shit. asylum a seven seven a uh, big box that was going to be a, a carry-all case for somebody at some. No, that was just a case for a big ass a fucking cigar. Because <laughs> the that was a case for a seventy-inch cigar. Beautiful. <laughs> well, they had the um, the single boxes, or what you call them, the like coffins. coffins or whatever, in there, which is really nice. I mean, the cigar was good, but I didn't go as far as to do the eight eighty now, which has been out for a while. But. Well, we should actually on the podcast. You did one with me when I did it. I used to joke about um, Christian Yeroa and the Asylum and CLE and that 880. And I do believe when they made that cigar, they made that cigar because there was a market for it. But that cigar turned into an event stick where you would have like CLE reps. They'd be like, okay, we're having a long ash contest and a fastest burn contest. Whoever could hold the ash longer on an 880 would win something. And whoever could smoke it the fastest would win something. Right? Huh. Now, to be honest, the only cigar that I've ever smoked down and had that stack thing on was an 880. <laughs> I punched it and I just smoked it this way. When I got done, I stood it up like that and flicked the cigar off of it. <laughs> well, I've got great pictures, which I personally think I've got a great picture of you doing that. We should have that blown up and put in your house because it's mm. fantastic. I don't remember which cigar. This way, I like say, this and the ash is doing but this But I number. think you were at the farm when you were doing that. Yeah, that's when the stacking dimes bullshit started. And I you were like, you were like, Russian, what the hell are you doing? Like, he's stacking dimes. And he went, <laughs> Now, I will say, I think the Cyclops is a great uh, cigar for stacking dimes. 
you treat it right and gentle and you, you're gonna get a fantastic stack out of that that cigar I agree well how the cigars burn through guys I'm down to my nub and yeah. it's been fantastic I'm finally at a corona so <laughs> right. I've so my you way probably through. now that you're at the Corona, you probably still have another forty minutes. Yeah. So this guy's Easy. pretty good. So that's like a two-hour cigar. Uh, right about on. Yeah, and it's very good. Um, that kind of tongue numbness and the spice is still sitting. The retro hill is a bang on this. Gives you a little bit of a head rush, especially down this far. Really enjoyed. It's actually been really good. By the way, I'm breaking in a new phone. I got this Samsung. And he keeps staring at that watch. <laughs> well, because it's my new. Uh, yeah, was that Batman? Catwoman? What is no, that? it's a skull. Oh, right on. See the skull? It's got the... Um, it's got... Uh, oh, yeah, time, check that out. Uh, there's a message and... Um, the date, 630. And I can change, you know, d depending on wardrobe. Oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, I did not know this, but apparently there are like a gazillion different watch heads that you can do on these, which is pretty freaking crazy. But I saw a guy who had one and I'm like, man, having a watch that you can change the heads, cause I always get tired of the same old shit. And um, it was like, oh yeah, man, this is pretty good. Get into the watchmaker and you can create your own things. And, and actually I'm hoping to have our logo on this. Uh, I'm hoping. But anyway, I just was never aware that there are literally thousands of watch heads that you can download. Oh, I'm sure people, I'm sure there's somebody that's got a company and that has And when you really look app. at it, it is really cool. And it's really detailed. It's yeah. good, man. Yeah. And uh, for Russian, how you feeling about the cigar, buddy? <clears throat> Actually, it's good, but it's... Um two-hour commitment. Yeah, I mean, it draws a little hard, too. Are you bored? No, no, I was actually looking for that photo. Uh, I know what you're talking about, I was just... Uh, well, I think what we're gonna do is we'll wrap the episode up, we'll jump into our after-hours video, and uh, I, before we go to give a preview to it, I kinda want the Russian to talk about this bottle we're gonna do on the after-hours. Yeah. You look like such a hippie. <laughs> like maybe you even have like different colored hair tied in your hair. Yeah. And I was like, man, what a great hippie. Uh, I mean, that could almost be the face of a cigar label or something. I mean. Black it out, that'd be kind of cool. Make or it even have up. the cigar, the stack and dime, it'd be the SD stack and dime number one. and. You know, because it's the construction so good, you can stack dimes, baby. But uh, I thought that was a great pick. I actually have a couple of those of you, but that's the one that sticks out for me. But do you remember what cigar that was? I don't actually. Man. That's a loaded question. My bet would be it would be a tatuaje. My my bet, but I could be wrong. It could be. So I think at that time, I think the cigars I had with me that time came from your your friend um, in uh, Eureka, 
And, and I, 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 I just talking about Karen Red Door. Yeah. Red Door. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that, that. So you stopped there on your way down there and got some cigars. Yeah, and I didn't know that you guys oh. knew her, but like she. No, was, that she, had to be foundation shit because that's when you found all the you found the tabernacle. The I know, but we were smoking a lot of tats right then. I don't know. We'll see. That night, yeah, because that's when we smoked the New Vetas. Yeah. When you had found that that box at Crew, we were smoking on those. Uh, I brought the brown label Unicos. We were smoking those. Uh, oh, and that's when the new the new four kicks had come out too. It may be that too from Crownheads. It might be. But all right, guys. So uh, Russian, how much you give them a sneak peek at that bottle? But the only people going to see us drinking are going to be the Patreon. So okay, talk about it. So this was this is the okay as 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 we've talked about before. Still six thirty loves doing these uh, these brewery collaborations. And, and, and for me, when when they first started doing that, I, it was really exciting to me because because they, I mean, I I visited like hundreds of distilleries and uh, by then and I, and I thought, you know, I, I'd heard them talk about basically the, the, the at the beginning they're they're just they're they're brewing beer and then they're distilling it, but I I'd never I I couldn't think of any case where they'd taken a commercial ready product. And turned it into whiskey, and these guys did that, and and I, I thought that was that that was so cool. And this is another example of that. Uh, and this is um, it's called Stillken, and uh, it, it's they they've they've paired with with, with urban chestnut, um, and and it's it's the the beer is the Kins Kinsale Export Stout. And so then they then they then they took the beer, distilled it, aged it in, in barrels for two and a half years, and this is this is this is the the, the result. So um, beautiful, nice. All right. Well, from the Viking, Ma, guys, thank you. This has been great. We'll see you next week. I'll let the Bourbon Cowboys say bye, and the Mad Russian will sign us out. Let's if you want to see the cool shit afterward. Patreon.com slash Craft Imperial. It's $3 a month. That's less than a tank of gas. A lot of tanks of gas. Yeah. So uh, check or us out. Your lawnmower, maybe. Whatever. I don't know, man. I mean, you'll fill yours up. Your battery pack. Look at Tesla. Well, like a reserve I do tank. have both. But anyway, <laughs> listen, from the Bourbon Cowboy, I, listen, we always appreciate you guys listening in. It always amazes me that you guys love listening to our banter and the talk of cigars and bourbon and all the other spirits from time to time we have on here. And thanks again. And I'm the Bourbon Cowboy. And as always, giddy up. See you next week. Thank you guys for listening. This, this really was a... Was, was, and thank you for hosting. Yeah, this was a special treat. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. Really love to do it again. Um, Absolutely. That's been done yet. That's been done yet. All right, guys. Church, we'll see you.